0: It's the Last Stand Podcast. And here's your host, Brian Custer. That's right. The unfiltered, straight talk from some of the biggest names in sports and entertainment. That's what we deliver on the last Stand. And I am Brian Custer. And in the sport of boxing, there are some supremely talented fighters. And at 130 pounds, one of them is a young man known as Primetime. He uh-huh. is Chris Colbert. He joins us here on The Last Stand. Prime time. What's up? Welcome to the show. What's up, my brother? Thanks for having me. It's great to have you on. You know, last time we saw you fight on Showtime in December, dominating performance that you put oh, on. What, one what one do you think your victory and the way you did it, uh, what message did that send to the 130-pound division? Wait, can you say that one more time? That victory. That no, no. V- Start from the beginning, though, where you said it
1: from the beginning. Well, as prime time on Showtime, I did a what?
0: You had a dominating performance. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh <laughs> do- my Let's God. be honest. It was dominating. It Domin- was a, a dominating performance against a guy who was a slugger. Uh, what do you think that win said to the 130 pound division? I mean, to be honest, I-, I warned y'all
1: before we did it. Like, I told y'all what I was going to do. I warned you, I told you I wanted to go out there and put on the show and give the fans, because I, I felt like I owed my fans and, and the boxing world a, a treat from what I did, the performance that I put on the fight before. I mean, even though I got the win, but it wasn't like uh, an entertaining fight to me or the fans. So I felt like I had to come back out and prove the world something. And and I, and I told you I was going to do that by uh, stopping them. And I did that in the 12th round,
0: I mean 11th round. You did do that. You defeated a guy who was... Arbelotta, who was known as a puncher, uh, and the way you dominated him—do you think you changed the perception of people who said, "Well, Chris Colbert, talented fighter, but just a flashy boxer. That's it." That you changed the perception that you can do a lot more than just box.
1: I mean, if I didn't, uh, they just gonna have to step in the room with me and find out. But uh, I definitely feel like I did. Uh, I, I beat him at his own game. People, I know they expected me to come out there and move and try to run and grab it. No, no, no. I did what I said I was going to do.
0: I said, I was going to stand there and bang him out. And that's what I did. You know, when you look at the 130 pound division, you got Burchell a champion, Jojo Diaz, Jamel Heron, Tank Davis. When do you see Chris Colbert fighting for the world title?
1: Uh, to be honest, it's all within God's plan. I do hate plan. Uh, I don't duck. I don't dodge nobody. I, whoever they put in front of me, I just knock them down. And, and listen, give me the right time. Give me the right money. And, make it make it uh make it reason make it a reasonable type of approach then i'm down listen i, I i'm in this game to build a legacy and and to get all the unbelts and show the world primetime time is not only that guy in baseball and football he's that man in boxing too and so hopefully within the next two years we should get the title if if not if Javante Davis go up or we gotta fight him whatever the case may be let's we I'm down for whatever.
0: Uh, you know, I love having when we have fighters on. I love asking them this: put your management aside. If you were you were your manager, you were your promoter, and you could you could give, I, give me your okay. next three fights, your next three fights. Chris Colbert said, "I'm fighting this guy, this guy, this guy next. What would those three fights be?" I am my next promoter. It would
1: be um, definitely a, a a Jamel Heron fight to take his title, and then it would be a Burchak fight to take his title. And then me and a Javante Davis fight to make a super
0: fight and then take his title. Mm. Uh, what's the one fight out there that Chris Colbert really wants that's right great. now that he believes
1: that would take it to the next level. One more other fight. And then after the me and Javante Davis fight, and then we put me, and then we put on prime versus prime. Shakur Stevenson versus prime time. And that's something that the world want to see. And that's something that hopefully will happen in the near future. Uh, but um, the fight I feel like that would really build my legacy, like is, there's a lot of fights out there. To be honest, I can't really uh, be too picky because I'm still an up and coming fighter. So like a Leo Santa Cruz fight, me dominating him would be a great fight. I, I can't really say Abner Mars because he he's he's been old and washed up. But uh, it, the Abner Morris fight would give me a little bit of something, you know what I'm saying? Because he he doesn't had um great wars with a lot of great champions. He's a two time champion or
0: one time champion, something Whoa. like that. Yeah, he's been. He, look, you you look at Abner, and Abner has been multi. So you know, this is a guy three, four times. So yeah, um, he's been. So a fight
1: like with him, Santa Cruz, um, who else? Jamel Hammond, not a fight for like for the fans uh, Birchak either. Those are just fights that I would want because they got the belts. But uh, uh Shakur Stevenson, uh, um, Javante Davis. Those are the big fights that will really put me, the Javante Davis victory put me on a, a, the pound-for-pound pound list, maybe mm-hmm. at one or
0: two. I'm happy you mentioned Shakur. We had Shakur Stevenson on the show. Uh, and recently he said he's the real boogeyman of boxing. No one mentions him. No one calls him out. You both are at 130. Is he right? Oh, listen, but I feel the same way.
1: We A lot of fighters can say that. It's Not that you the boogeyman, they don't make sense. You go into top rank to fight. We go over to the to fight you on the top rank call. You don't get paid what you deserve at over there. It's not that you the boogeyman and he don't got a belt at 130 for people that that's gonna want to fight him at 130. At 126, I could have said he was the boogeyman because them guys did not want to fight him. But he's a bad boy. Listen, it's no hate in my blood. I I I, I will give respect when it's due. You a bad boy, you a bad boy. And he is a bad boy. And me and him will be a hell of a fight, but I'm going to take that victory. I know that. This is it's, it's, it went by any means necessary i don't care about looking cute clean nothing it's win that's the only thing i know is win no. what do you what do you think about the 130 pound division i think it's a super stack division uh a lot of great fighters well not super stack but like a stack division a lot of great fighters but um at the end of the day i, I i'm not really worried about it i just want it to be one face one name at the end of the when it's all said and done. I just want to get my titles and then maybe, and then go up to 35. And and that leads to my question, how long do you see yourself fighting at 130? To be honest, I can't really tell you because I never trained to the best of my abilities yet because I'm still comfortable. Like I need to get out of my comfort zone and go somewhere else. That's what I'm trying to do for my next fighting. Go into a real camp, like where I'm away from everything, where I can't, no distractions because I'm still comfortable here. I I mean, I trained hard, but like, You know, when you're comfortable, you you can still do certain things. Like, I can just get up and I can just go eat. I don't know where no stores are at if I go somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? So, like, uh, I feel like I probably got a couple more years here if I go train. Because I still make the weight now without struggling. So, imagine if I really isolate myself and dig down. I'll be making the weight more and more,
0: even more easier. There's so much attention on that weight division that's right above you at 135, that lightweight division. You know, whether it be Tia Fimo, the takeover, whether it be Ryan Garcia, whether it be Tank Davis, or whether it be Devin Haney, so many people are looking at that division, Lomo, uh, Loma as well, want all of those guys to fight each other. Uh, what do you think about that division? And in your opinion, who is the best fighter at lightweight? To be honest,
1: that's a super, that's a super stacked division. That division is hotter than the heats that play in Miami. And I feel like uh, man, I mean, I don't know. I Like, I like, like, I'm cool with all of them. Like, not really cool with all of them. But I, out of the four, I'm cool with three of them. Like, those are my dogs. But, like, I, I feel like right now, uh, Fimo is that guy. Not only because he, the way he beat Lomachenko with the confidence and the, all of that is just, I just feel like he's really that guy right now. Mm-hmm. I don't think Ryan Garcia can handle him. I don't think Devin, Gar- Devin Haney would beat Ryan Garcia, I mean, we will lose to Ryan Garcia. But then again, I don't think Devin Haney could beat tail- Teofimo. Mm. And Tank, I don't know. Tank just don't be disciplined enough.
0: Mm. Um, you know, you were quoted last month as saying, young American boxers are taking over the sport. Tell us, what do you mean by that? Um, there's been a lot of uh, Mexican
1: champions for a little while. A lot of champions from the UK, but uh these young American fighters, the ones that came up in my era from the 2016 Olympics, and and around that around those times, they take we taking over. Listen, Shakur Stevenson, me, Tia Fimo, Ryan Garcia, uh Richardson Hitchens, um, who else? Let's keep going. Like and these are just the, the name notable ones that, that we that people talk about every day in boxing. we not there's a lot of other fighters out there that I can't really name because I don't really know them but by their names and stuff, but they they really talented. So like the Mer America got some heat. I'm telling yeah. y'all, America definitely got some heat and uh the boxing world better look out and be prepared. Cause it's gonna be uh like a, a Toro in the near future we're gonna have like a Toro Gotti versus Floyd fight, Floyd versus Pacquiao
0: fight coming up. We don't know between who, but it,
1: that definitely coming.
0: You, you know, you were the subject of a documentary, I want to say, that aired on Netflix like three, three, four years ago called Counterpunch. <laughs> how, how did that documentary uh, showing how you came up being a boxing prodigy, things, how did that affect your
1: career? I mean, uh, it definitely took my career to the next level because I got so, I, I gave so much fans and popularity off that, like, it's, I, like, even to this day, I walk around and people be like, yo, I see you on Netflix, like. And I'll be like, dang, that thing is still up there, but and it's and it feels dope because it's a Netflix original. Like, it's it's staying up there. It's not coming down. So like, uh, like, but it just it feels good. I was like to uh, touch a lot of people and a lot of people and and like, cause people to this day they text me on Instagram, like, you my role model. I look up to you. I see you on the documentary. They come check my store out because they see me. Like, I I love it. I love it. I love it. And I, and I embrace all my fans. I show love to everybody as much as I can. And
0: listen, we just gonna keep going up. You know, you mentioned it. Uh you decide, and you're still a young man. I mean, let's be honest, you're 24, 25 years old. Uh yes. you decided to open your own business there in northern New Jersey. It's called Primetime Chicken. Tell well, me why.
1: 185 Palisades Avenue, Garfield, New Jersey. Uh, but to be honest, the chicken thing wasn't really like a plan. Like it was just something that somebody threw at me. And then I was like, uh, yeah, I know who I am, prime time. Skin money don't make no money. If I, I know I could do it. And uh, so I just went with it, but uh, I, I just was quarantined opening my eyes Cause like I was spending like probably like 60, 70,000 on clothes, like sneakers and clothes and sneakers. Like just spending money like on crazy. And then I'm like, yo, wow. and I mean, I made a lot of money, too, uh, during quarantine. I was gambling on, on the casino, on the app, on the phone, playing roulette. 21, bet on 21, you never gonna lose. Yeah, we're proud to, I said, 21 black, never lose. <laughs> but no, but uh, uh, I was spending a lot of money and I came to my conclusion, i yo, imagine if boxing don't come back. What are we gonna do? I don't got no diploma, no degrees, no nothing. What am I gonna do? I ain't going back to the corner. That's not in my repertoire no more. So, like, I just yeah, like decided, like, yo, I got to invest. What was really in my plan to do was to open up a beauty bar. Because one thing we know for sure, and two things for certain, is women always need their hair done, they need their nails done, they need their lashes done, and they need their feet done. And they need them waxing and all that. So you can never go wrong with that. I don't care if it's quarantine or not. Females be on Instagram live, they want to look cute for Instagram. Quarantine or not. And so I'm like, yeah, that's my plan. I was shopping around, looking for store, um, buildings to, um, to get, shopping around, shopping around. And then my boy presented this one to me. I'm like, yo, let's... but it already had a kitchen in it type thing. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna take it. But like I told myself, I like jewelry. Don't get me wrong, but I'm not investing in my jeweler. I'm not making my jeweler more rich than he already is. I need to invest in myself so I could be rich and then I could be able to afford. So I won't be able to ha- have to pay for the jewelry out my pocket. So this property right here, will be paying for it. Then that property right there will be paying for another Rolex for me. And oh, this property right there, I'm I am need you to pay for my Rolls Royce. Oh, don't forget this one over there. I need you to pay for something too. So like, I decided I wanted to invest in myself. I wanted to make myself more of that guy, like. These fighters, don't get it wrong, these fighters out here is doing some of them they doing their thing, but they not that guy because they're not focusing on themselves. That money comes like this hundred thousand, fifty thousand. 50,000. These fighters that's out here making those little monies like that, like that's money to us. When you coming from nothing, that's money. That's a lot of money. Hundred thousand, fifty thousand. 50,000 that's still a lot of money when you come from nothing. So like I understand we 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 gotta experience like to lose it, but why take why wait for it too long to, to uh realize that you're losing too much money. Mm. and i realized that early on and i made some changes and now i'm i'm prime time the businessman
0: i love it uh, the fighter the businessman all wrapped up in one how active do you think you'll be this year how many fights uh probably like two fights two or three fights but oh yeah and
1: then and i told myself i can't be uh buying all these fancy cars and cuz i was driving a mercedes benz gla 45 amg I, I can't be driving all these fancy cars. I had an apartment, I had a nice apartment, condo in, in New Jersey, Edgewater. But uh, I'm like, I, I need a house, bro. I need a house. Now I regret it. I don't want a house because you got to. You see all this snow, having to shovel that snow this morning. That shit was not it. I was stressing. I'm like, oh, I'm standing on top. I was standing on top of my car because it was so deep. I'm like, I threw the shovel on the ground and like, oh, I'm uh, I don't want this and it's not it. I haven't shoveled in years.
0: <laughs> it wasn't like that in Brooklyn, huh? No.
1: Oh, when I lived in Brooklyn, no, I used to shovel in Brooklyn because I was okay. a kid. I used to do it for make money. Like I was a hustler, I always found a way to make money. But uh, now that you got a house, my house is big. So like, I didn't even touch the backyard. Only thing I did was make a path from my door to my cars and then clean off the car because I ain't put them in the garage. And oh my God, I was out there for a long time. My feet was on the gates. I say, yo, I don't want a house no more. But uh, I, I mean, I'm proud of myself. I did a lot uh, from, from the, within this little bit of time. And it even hasn't been a year. I bought a new car. I bought a crib. And I got a store within less than a year at the age of 24 with 15 fights. So, listen, I must get the right people in my ear telling me the right things. And I appreciate everybody that's helping me and teaching me the game. Because I'm going to go. out And my goal is this year to have six properties not one, not two, six. So instead of investing in $1,500 Gucci sneakers, I can put a couple of more thousands on that and then go get a building and then have them pay that off by living in it. And then pay, take whatever else and put it in my pocket, save it up and then open up another one over there. Six is my goal for this year.
0: I, I'm i gonna make it, I'm gonna do it. Six and, is my And what about from a fighting standpoint, where, where will we see Chris Colbert by the end of the oh, year. End of the year.
1: Uh, definitely undefeated. Uh, against who? We don't know. Hopefully, we can get some better competition. Um, right now I got a mandatory challenger, Xavier Martinez. I don't know if the fight gonna happen. He doing a lot of talking. I don't like. You see me? I don't like to do talking on the gram. I rather I talk face to face when we know we got the fight. Cause when you know you ain't got the fight, you wasting your breath. What I'm talking for? I want to talk when you know we got the fight. I'm, I'm I don't want to talk. I want to state facts. <laughs> like that's what I like to do. State facts and. And whoever they put in front of me, I'm gonna knock them down. I, I'm 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 putting on straight dominating performances my whole career. If it if it go down to I don't even I'm tired of letting it go down to the judges scorecard because I don't I feel disrespected when these fighters be doing this at the end. Like wait wait hold on wait you know something I don't know or something like because I, I to my knowledge I just won every round. Maybe you won in one round. Or- but dang, you, you raising your hand. That that's insulting. Right? Like, so uh, I just want to make put on down performance for the rest of the year and uh show the world that I'm here and I'm here to stay. It's prime time, baby. On whatever time we are, we on Showtime, we on Fox, and we on wherever we at, it's prime time.
0: I love it. Um, time now for a segment here, Chris called uh Take Your Stand on Your Health. It's brought to you by one of our sponsors, uh Man Cave Health, whose mission is to make sure that all men take at least one hour out of the year to either get an annual physical or PSA test and know your number. I was diagnosed with prostate cancer some years back. And the only reason why I'm sitting here talking to you right now is because every year I got an annual physical PSA test. I knew my number, they caught it early. Prostate cancer is very treatable if you catch it early. Uh, beat that. Yeah, absolutely beat that thing and standing just like this. Uh first question for you. How important is your health to you?
1: I mean, as a fighter, as a young, a young adult, uh somebody with a child, my health is very important because I obviously we want to live hundred years or maybe more. Um, but uh my health is very important. Uh but it been it's people in my family that suffering from different kind of health conditions, but like uh I they they definitely on top of it, my mother she, my stepmother, she had uh, can, uh breast cancer, but she beat that. Uh, my mom, she got diabetes and things like that, but like she's working, she she stayed on top of her game and uh my I, uh like like you said with the prostate cancer, my step I don't know nobody that genuinely have it besides you now and you my dog, but uh and you beat that though uh but um my step pops uh I mean my father in law he uh when he got tested he was just telling me about it not too long ago and I was telling him like dang. I don't know if I want somebody going up my booty with a camera. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
0: look, here's the great thing you can get at at the PSA test is simple blood test. See, now you just put me on to some game. Appreciate that. Simple simple blood test. Let let me ask you this. Along those lines, uh, what do you do to make sure that members of your family, especially like guys like your father, father father-in-law, uncles, that these guys – they are diligent about staying on their health and getting an annual physical.
1: Um, they all know uh, I'm like, they all stay on, on top of the game. My mom, she stay on top of our game. She always going to make it. So she checks, she go to the doctor. She, Cause she's older. So she got to go check herself on herself. My father-in-law, he, he go check. Cause his, his, his father used to do it, but his father just passed away. Our Peter, we don't, uh, um, who else? My mom, she, my stepmom, she works in a, She's a, she's a, she's a nurse. No, she, she's something higher than a nurse. But she definitely stay on top because she obviously works in the hospital, so she got to stay on top of her game to make sure. And uh, me, you know, I, I, I gotta stay healthy. I, I gotta stay clean because I'm, I'm a fighter. I gotta, and like I said, I got a son. I want to live hundred years, so we can live it
0: out together. And here's the beauty that you and I are having this discussion, which a lot of times men don't do which yeah. is good because it is something that is ravaging our community. You know, prostate cancer affects black men twice as much as it affects uh, white men. And it, it is something that we don't talk about that we need to talk more about and yeah. be more diligent to make sure that family members get their annual checks. Definitely. That, that's the beauty. And listen, here's the great thing. We, we want everyone to go to mancavehealth.org. Check out their website. It's a great resource for wellness checks, for prostate cancer. They also provide resources for people who can't afford tests. All you've got to do, go to mancavehealth.org, sign up for the newsletter. It's free. And if you want, you can also uh, give a small donation. All you got to do is text THE LAST STAND to 44321. Again, text THE LAST STAND to 44321. Three, two, one uh, here with Chris Colbert, one of the most dynamic fighters at 130 pounds. And Chris, for everyone who comes on the show, we allow people uh, to send questions through social media. And we got a number of them for you. So want to get right to them. Uh, the first one comes from Twitter. Uh, Mark asks, why no more Little Hop? I mean,
1: uh, I just felt like the name Hop carried on a little bit too far than it should have. Uh, i I'm, I made my, my 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 history with that name. He made his history with that name, but like it could only be real one B hop in this sport. There ain't no such thing as a prime time in boxing. Anybody that named themselves prime time. The last person that I seen name try to name himself prime time. He took two others and I DM'd him and I said, Yo, don't please don't disrespect my name. Change your name. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> Dion, Dion told me like this, straight up. If you was trash. I would have DM you and said, "Brother, you can't use that name. You can't use that name." And I said, "So, so." I get, I, and I, and I told him, I told him, "Uh, so I, I didn't receive that DM from you, so I guess I'm I'm verified from you." He said, "You a bad mother's." <laughs> <laughs>
0: Shut your mouth. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, next one comes from Facebook from Alvin. He asks, how long before you think you're ready for a world title shot?
1: Hey, I'm ready now. I'm ready now. All it takes like I said, just give me the right time to train and uh to make my camping and uh make make it money make it make it make money
0: to make it make sense. And I'm ready. hundred percent. ready next one from facebook it says do you plan to go for all the straps at 130 before moving up to 135
1: i mean i only god can tell us that because
0: uh, i'm still growing
1: i'm still young 24 years old i'm still i feel like i'm still growing and uh we just got to let my body be the judge
0: okay uh time now for the last segment of this show here, Chris. We call it The Last Stand. I'm going to ask you a series of questions. Just give me the first thing that comes to your mind. You ready? Oh, you know All right, that. Here we go. Do more people know you as Primetime or Little Prime Primetime, because I
1: put okay. on TV a lot with Primetime.
0: All right. Who is the best fighter right now out of Brooklyn? Tia Fimo, Berlanga, Daniel Jacobs, Chris Colbert. Primetime. <laughs> primetime chicken.
1: They all great fighters, though.
0: Yep. Primetime chicken or Chick-fil-A? Primetime chicken. Best item on the primetime chicken menu? The chicken.
1: <laughs> which, which one? They both good because I can't really say because I, I got my favorite. Other people may have theirs. Like, what's, what's your something? favorite? Sometimes I like the hot wings, the salsa wings. I named it after my pop, the salsa wings. Because, you know, Mexicans like spicy things. So yeah. I named it after him, salsa wings. And then I got the sugar ray wings. I named it after one of my favorite fighters, sugar ray lemon. I got the sugar ray wings. The sugar ray wings is bad wing. You're not. But I, one thing I can't promise you is you're not getting the salsa sauce or the sugar ray sauce. Know it. If anybody can get my sauce at another store, I get them $1,000 to every person that come with that source to my store. You have to bring it from another store to my store. I give you a thousand dollars, every single body.
0: I love it, I love it. Last question, by this time next year, Chris Colbert will be what?
1: Rich as us? nah. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully I'll be world champion by this time next year, but uh, I'm definitely gonna be a, 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 a more of a businessman. I'm gonna be more wiser. Uh, more known, more like I'm just gonna be better overall in every aspect of my of 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 being
0: a better person to myself of of myself. I love it. Uh, listen, I've been waiting to do wanting to do this for a while. I appreciate the time, my man. Appreciate Uh, nothing nothing but continued success. Uh, to you and listen, that's what we do here, folks. On the last day, and we bring you some of the biggest names in the sport, just like Chris Colbert. Uh, thanks for watching. We'll see you next week.